Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal, or shall I say, fellow zoners. You have found the Paranomaly Zone. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. This is your weekly dose of all things paranormal, strange, and mysterious. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself, the yawning Mike Carbno. The yawning Mike Carbno. Are you awake? Are you ready to go? Are you energized? Are you are you are you are are you excited? Are you stoked? I'm I'm happy and rare and ready to go. Wow, that was not convincing. I whatsoever. was well, actually I was awake until like three thirty this morning, and I get up at five thirty, and then I kind of napped on the couch off and on, but not very much. So, is it safe to assume that you got up at five thirty not by choice? I, I do because um, Mary gets up at five thirty to get ready for work, and so I'll sit out on the couch and watch TV and relax, and uh, while she's getting ready, and and then I see her off to Aww. work every morning. Do you walk her to the car? Are you well, just to the door? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hand in hand, and you give her a big wet smooch before she walks well, out the door? It's like like the whole hug thing, you know. Oh. You sappy, sappy man, you. Yeah, well. That's all good. That's all good. It is great. It is. It's great. Now, Mike, you noticed that in the intro, I threw in your suggestion, <laughs> by the way, from, man, weeks and weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Where you just randomly thought of calling our dedicated listeners zoners. And you know what? Let's just, let's see if that catches on. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. I, I realized just yesterday that we had yet to do it, and yeah. uh, we we best start. Let us know what you guys think. Does it seem derogatory? Are you annoyed by being called a zoner? As one of our one of our awesome listeners, Pandora, replied on 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 the twit the Twitter, she says, "I love it. It sounds like we're all sitting around taking giant bong hits and trying yeah. to solve the mysteries of the universe." And I replied with. I thought that's what we were doing. I thought that's what we were doing, yes. And I think you also replied with your favorite gift, the Ray Liotta yeah, laughing gift. So, I did. Yeah. The, had to pull the Ray out on that one. Yeah, you did. Ooh, that could sound very, very, very wrong if you didn't know what we were talking <laughs> about. Mike pulling out his Ray. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I can't I, stop yawning. I know. What the hell's up with your damn yawning? You know, we got new listeners tuning in all the time. You got to be <laughs> on top of your game. You can't just yes. sit here yawning and going, oh, 
Oh, um, I'm I, Hey, I think uh, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh, besides that, got a great subject for this evening, and I have things to share from. Yes, you do. You know, for yeah. if, since our listeners cannot see you, um, I will let them know that you're actually lying on your side on a giant uh, plushy pillow uh, underneath a little <laughs> blankie. And you're just, you're just, you're all cozy. <laughs> you're, you're yeah, like, no. it's like the, uh, the supine Buddha. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, to longtime listeners, I uh, hope this doesn't throw them off a little bit, but we've decided to make the switch to midweek uh, recording yeah. and publishing of the podcast episodes rather than Friday or Saturday nights. And, uh, we want to see how this goes. We're going to save the weekends for our rip-roaring, crazy Patreon episodes and our Retro and Randoms episodes, our exclusive Patreon podcast, Retro and Randoms, talking about all things pop culture with a heavy dose focused on the retro. We're having a blast with that. Our last episode was Indiana Jones, and we had yeah. with that one. So um, if you guys would love to support the podcast... Uh, well, I should say, we would love it if you supported the podcast and went and checked out our Patreon page. You can find it on Patreon slash Paranomaly Zone or Patreon slash Retro and Randoms. Go check it out. We'd appreciate it. You can sign up for all awesome extra goodness for as little as a dollar a month. Yeah, any one of them or all of them. That would be awesome. Mike is literally rubbing his eyeballs. Yeah, my eyes are watering. Man, a lot. He is so, he's blown away by the topic tonight that he's yeah. just, he doesn't know how to maintain his bodily fluids. There is seeping well, I, out of him. And I haven't been the same since we've uh, locked down the uh, Sally house visit. Oh my goodness, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you were having a pretty strong feelings about that just the other day. Yeah, back and forth, kind of, you know, kind of. Uh, well, talk to me about that a little bit, by the way. A little not- apprehensive at times. And then I start picturing being there. And us looking at each other and screaming very loudly <laughs> a couple of times during the night. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see us sitting there. What the moment? The moment the lights go out, the first thing we hear. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know if the lights are going to go off. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the lights go out. You hear this, and followed by. Yeah, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um, I've been feeling pretty positive about it. Actually. Oh yeah. I started off as you, Mike, right away. The you know we mentioned this on a couple prior podcasts. I felt kind yep. of I felt really apprehensive and like, oh, I mean, something was not like foreboding, but you know, I was yeah. like, what are we getting ourselves into? But now, man, I, I'm just looking at it as an awesome road trip that we're going to take. Oh, and it's, it's going to be, be great. It's going to be a great evening there. Even if absolutely nothing happens, it's going to be a yeah. good time. So. We shall yeah. see. We shall see. We got new equipment and another yes. another piece that supposedly is arriving thanks to your brother. My gosh, thanks a lot to Steve. What a what a kind, generous, uh, considerable yeah. man he is for 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 doing this for us. That's pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to whatever surprise piece of equipment he has in store for us. I hope it's nothing like sexual and, and <laughs> he's well, not like trying to pull some sick twisted joke on us. Are you doing that, Steve? I should I say not. Okay, good. Good, good, good. But uh, yeah, today UPS dropped off the monocular night vision that has an SD card and takes pictures and video. Absolutely, man. 
Well, we're going to upgrade the SD card, obviously. We need to get some more, yeah. more memory on there. But that's awesome. I can't wait to check that out. Um, we didn't really get to use the uh, the thermal that we purchased uh, a oh, few months ago. Oh, it'll be used on, on the, in November. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. and we, it, That's going to be uh, talk about Patreon-exclusive content there. We are going to live stream from the Sally House exclusively for our Patreon family members. Yes. That's going to be freaking awesome. I'm going to enjoy doing that. So uh, you're all was, invited. You're all invited. Yeah, absolutely. They are everybody. And I found out, was it t today? I, I uh, well, my daughter and I, my youngest daughter and I were kind of messaging back and forth last night and got one from her this morning that uh, I was telling her about the Sally house deal and my granddaughter, her daughter, uh, apparently is a huge fan of the Sally House. I mean, she's just really, really into the whole Sally House thing. So Very I'm going cool. to probably talk to my granddaughter or at least message her and let her know. I, at least I can maybe message, messenger, message her. That's tough to say. <laughs> a few times during that night and to be good to, uh, good good contact with my granddaughter during oh. this whole thing you know i'll definitely help keep you grounded right <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah wouldn't want my granddaughter to now wouldn't that just be wonderful hear anything if, or see me screaming or nothing no of course not wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be wonderful of course like it knowing our luck or my my luck i should emphasize the moment we we lock down or ready to go we like lose all cell service and there's yeah you know, no internet and and, and maybe the power will go out too. So we, <laughs> yeah. Know. It turns yeah. out that at the end of the night and then the next morning, all we have are personal stories. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we might as well make up crap. There you go. Trust <laughs> us. Trust <laughs> us. Yeah. No, looking forward to it. No, it, it'll be good. I still have the feeling that you are going to um, have your proverbial slap in the face that night. Oh, man. We shall see. We shall see. I hope so. Well, uh, well, I, I, I don't know if I want that to happen. <laughs> well, nothing violent. I mean, oh. you know, if you know, it is known for being scratched, getting scratched or yeah. burned there. Right. See how that goes. Mm, man. Well, I can say right now, I, I can probably uh, be convinced in a several manners that don't include being scratched or burned. So uh, we shall see. But talk yeah. about one hundred percent proof for us if that actually happened. Yeah. No kidding. Good Lord, good Lord. It'll be interesting no matter what, either way. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. That's coming up on November 4th. Uh, today's episode, before we dive into Mike's latest paranormal experience, I can't wait to hear about that. Apparently, this kind of creeped Mike out a little bit. That was last night, and then it happened again today. Whoa, no kidding. No kidding. So anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I just want to let our listeners know that this uh, episode is entitled The Sasquatch People. It is going to be a terrific um fascinating hopefully entertaining discussion and when i'm talking about the sasquatch people you'll have yeah. to just listen through the entire episode to find out just what the hell we're talking about a little different take on the squatchness of the squatchers squatch squatch sasquatch in there you go mike you got it you got it you got it buddy you got it <laughs> Well, you know, we're just a few phrases I have written down here. Psychic, Sasquatch, interdimensional, telepathic speaking. Uh, 
embodiments of love, preservation of nature. That's just the tip of the iceberg right there. This so is gonna be we're talking about Harry and the Hendersons then. Yes, that's all we're doing is talking about the movie. <laughs> all we're doing right yes. now. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. No, it's going to be uh, It's going to be really, really fun. Biggest Footus Americanus. Yeah. That's the scientific name for it. <laughs> if you say so. If you say so. Yeah, I just made that up. I mean, this this is definitely a topic that some might go, oh my gosh, these guys are going over the edge now with their with their kookery, you know? <laughs> <laughs> kookery. But uh, we, we think not. We think not. So uh, I shall get down the kookery and bake you a cake. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying that out. All right, Mike, uh, lay it on us here uh, 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 in detail, but fairly briefly, uh, what the hell happened now? Well, it was, all, it was all kind of brief. I was laying in bed, and everything was silent. I was going through different programs on my, my smart TV, our smart TV, laying in bed, totally wide awake because I was flipping channels and looking for something good. And then all of a sudden, okay, there's like, Two and a half feet, maybe, between my side of the bed and the wall. Something like that. I heard this just this faint. You know, like how I've been, like, when I do hear something, it's faint. It's like the whispering or the lady talking or whatever. Um, well, I heard next to my side of the bed, just like the other sounds that I've heard, like the phone ringing, it was... It wasn't loud. It was faint. It was muffled, but it was still from there, from the room. Just like I explained the phone ringing a, a few weeks ago. But anyway, I heard like a just a quick whistle, like a. And I thought, well, that's weird. I didn't, you know, didn't think of it as much of anything. But then I heard like that, and then I hear. Like somebody calling a dog or something or calling somebody or trying to get their attention. Now, I have to ask, just on benef just on behalf of those right. who are probably wondering, was that a bird outside your window? You know, oh, was, no, no. Was it a human actually whistling for his dog outside of your house, out on the no, sidewalk? This, this was like when I was up late during the night, you know, and it was like, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning, and... Um, absolutely nothing, you know, it, like I said, it wasn't that coming from outside and, but it's just a few random whistles like that. And then all of a sudden, like trying to get your attention, that, that tone. And I stopped doing what I was doing and I was listening, intently listening from where I was hearing it from, which was like right next to my head, basically between the wall and the bed. And, um, and I kept hearing it, kept hearing it, listening for it, heard it, you know, that those random whistles. And then I heard that it finished with that, uh, you know, whatever. Wow. Trying and, to get your attention. And it like lasts about that long. It was about that like amount yeah. of time and length and stuff. Okay. Yep. 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 And then today when I was out in the kitchen. Um, so did that creep you out then? Or is it today that kind of creeped well, you out? It, it just kind of creeped me out a little bit because it was like. You know, I know there's that's something there. To me, it's paranormal, and I'm just laying there, continuing to look for something to watch on TV and yeah. pass it off. Yeah, just, exactly, <laughs> just casual. Just yeah. like, ho hum, ho hum. Yeah, just another I heard this, day in the life of Mike, the paranormal yeah. poster boy. But I did hear the same thing today, only not as much, and 
only like a couple of whistles when I was out in the kitchen during the day and uh, just heard a couple of whistles and sounded exactly like it was in the bedroom. What the and, heck? Uh, and then it was done. That's really interesting. You know, why do you think that you've had this kind of increase in odd occurrences in your house lately? Because you went for a long time where basically nothing was going on. Yeah. And well, I don't think, it, I mean, we've, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. It was, you know, I mean, kind of jokingly, but on one, the last time we got together, when we went to uh, that abandoned church and the abandoned farm. And we did the, that EVP session at the cemetery where that uh, unfortunate car accident occurred and the gentleman mm -hmm. died inside the cemetery. And you kind of casually mentioned, like, mate, did, did I bring something back with something kind of attach itself? Mm. Um, I remember you saying that. Do you have that? Do you have any inkling or any feeling that that may be in fact the case you know you've you've had collectibles flying off your shelves now for god's yeah. sakes yeah that well, you know that's all recent too and i'm waiting for that to happen again but um yeah i don't know it's you know it, is it just my thing from you know since my childhood and it just kind of has kicking up um we're doing a lot of rearranging in the kitchen and making plans and can i say um, something real quick by the way because I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the longer I let it wait, the, the less uh, meaning it will have. I don't know if you saw that, but I would say probably about a 40 seconds ago, I thought for sure I saw a big, I know our listeners who can't see this or this drives them nuts, but I thought I saw a ball of light right behind your left shoulder moving like towards, you know, behind your head. Was there something, did you see anything like a reflection of any sort? Nah, I wasn't looking. Well, yeah, your head would have to been backwards to see it because it was behind yeah, you. Yeah, and I can't see it in my camera. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see it in my camera. I mean, I because I, sure. I'm, you know, I can see myself there, but maybe I don't know what the hell it was. I thought for sure I saw it. something like a. It was a good size, like ball of light, kind of. I don't know what the hell huh? it was. Maybe it was a just a weird reflection of something. Don't know. Some kind of an anomaly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I was <laughs> recording this one. You know, of all the times not to be video recording yeah, of this, course. you know, that's that's just how it works. Mm. Okay, sorry. Continue, Mike. Uh, well, that's about it, though. Um, I, like, like I was saying, though, that we have been doing some rearranging and things, and um, and talking about a lot of plans about what we want to do, and maybe, and, yeah, uh, maybe, there, maybe there's the whatever energy is in your house is kind of picking up. Maybe it's paying attention yeah. to you. Paying attention that, to that's you. That's kind of a yeah. That's kind of a thought that I have, but now, I don't think anything followed me anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Um, it's just, it's just kind of coincidental, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. though. that's interesting. But, you, but you got, you didn't get a negative vibe from those weird whistles. No, it, well, it was kind of weird at first, but then I, I settled into it real quick. Yeah, you know, it was. <laughs> I settled into but, it real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's I don't know what's going on in your house, Mike. It seems that's pretty cool that whatever's going on, it's there's an uptick in the activity. So, yeah, and it just might be our, our trip we're planning too. I oh, don't know. Boy. I don't, see, when you say that, that kind of creeps me out. So, well, you know, I, I still get that strong feeling of uh, the house is um, aware is of waking our up plans. a little bit. I know, I don't like that. And <laughs> Stop on, our, it. Stop on it. our way there, uh, on the way, way, our way there, it's going to know we're on the way. I just, well, all I, just I can say is, Sally House, if you're listening, Please in no way make Mike any more crazy of a driver on the damn ride down oh, there because yeah. 
I'm going to be white knuckling it, holding on to the side of his door. I'm going to have like 90 seatbelts strapped around me somehow. Uh, I'll be very careful. I know you will. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be a fun trip. All right, Mike. Let's dive into it. Yes. The Sasquatch people. Now, what I mean by that is it's a, it's a, it's a, well, first and foremost, that is a title of a book written by one Jack Kowani Lapsaritis. Now, the reason I am, as Mike laughs at his name. You need an ointment for that. <laughs> I was diagnosed Especially with, that lapsaritis I know, part, I was boy. diagnosed that with lapsaritis. Oh, boy. Get that digging into your joints. Yes. Well, you know, in case he's ever a future guest, I apologize for Mike, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Kawani and his childish humor, because you just have to realize that's what's He should be a guest. I think that would be pretty interesting. Uh, again, you know, he, his theories are, you know, are, are kind of out there. They are. I mean, there's no getting around that for sure, but that basically his, his theories about what the Sasquatch people are is what we're going to focus on tonight. We're just going to kind of, we're going to do what we do. We're going to banter back and forth and kind of, you know, throw ideas out, bounce ideas off of each other and see, uh, where they land. And, uh, we'll just kind of go from there, kind of wing it. This is a winging yeah. it type of episode, I guess, maybe. If Mike stays awake for the entire... Well, I'll be totally awake. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, uh, one of his books is titled Psychic Sasquatch. Now, let's talk about that for a little bit, Mike. What do you think about the idea of Sasquatch being, being a being that has psychic ability? Do you buy into that? I do. That's a very distinct possibility. I mean, our, our dogs and cats have psychic abilities. Why can't something that's more intelligent even have uh, psychic abilities and uh, and use them as they probably have since their beginning of time. No, that's a good point. That's a great point. That's an excellent point, actually. Uh, mm. You know, Mr. Lapsaritis, you know, ouch, oh, like as Mike says, you need ointment for that. Um, he does have over 40 years of experience when it comes to researching and, and studying Sasquatch, and he claims to have interacted with Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. And several different ways of communication, forms of communication, including telepathically. But he claims to have had thousands of these incidents over the years. Like I said, some of this stuff is a little bit out there, but um, it's fascinating. I mean, who are we to say that isn't isn't uh, real, isn't legit? Um, I do have some interview segments I want to uh, share Featuring, obviously, Mr. Kawani Lapsaritis. And we have some audio of him presenting at the Sasquatch convention from 2017. I'm not sure if he still does it, but I know he and his then-wife, I don't know if he's still married, they used to always host a spiritual Sasquatch retreat mm. every year where people gathered there from over the globe to, uh, well, you guessed it, communicate with the Sasquatch Hmm, I wonder where these events were were had were took in place. Took in place? <laughs> where they were uh where they were these events were held. Well, maybe we'll have to answer that question before the episode's over. How's that sound? Yeah. Sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like a plan to me. But yeah, he claims to have spoken with Sasquatch thousands of times since uh, his first experience back in nineteen seventy nine, I believe he said it was, when he was 
spoken to telepathically by a then unknown. He didn't know where it was coming from. He just started hearing voices in his, mm. in his head. And now skeptics out there saying, well, yeah, he's crazy. He's hearing, He's got voices yeah. going on in his head now. And he says it's some spiritual Sasquatch. Ha! Fooey. Yeah. Fooey on that one. Just like that other guy that was slung over a Sasquatch's shoulder in a sleeping bag and carried off into the night. <laughs> yep 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 oh yeah um kidnapped by bigfoot and he only was able to get away by making them eat his snuff that's right yeah that's right so <laughs> true story well it's a true story that he said that that happened uh, do we know if that really happened we don't know maybe it did maybe hmm. it did i think it did in one way or another well we um we actually we did a, an, an episode focused solely on that back in yes. December, I think, January. Yeah, it's titled Yeah, it sounds about right. Aptly titled Kidnapped by Bigfoot. Go check that out. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name right now. I'm ashamed of myself uh, for not remembering his name. Mm. He has long since passed, but um let's see here. The article I am pulling up is called Yeah, you guessed it. He talks with Sasquatch. Now, Kwani Lapsaritis is one of the most prominent figures in the Sasquatch community. Really? He has a background in conservation, anthropology, dowsing. Oh, there you go. I know he's like a holistic medicine guy as well. Um, he is a, a master of, not a master, that sounds bad. He has degrees <laughs> in psychology. I was going to say he was a master of psychology. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, degrees in psychology and holistic health. As I mentioned before, he has written two books, a psychic Sasquatch and the UFO connection and the Sasquatch people and their interdimensional connection. Kawani has also been mm. featured multiple times on the discovery channel. I wonder if, uh, him and Ron Moorhead have discussed their, I was just thinking that, you know, Ron has really gone down that path of the spiritual, the spirituality exactly. of, of Sasquatch, you know, the, the quantum physics involved with interdimensional yeah. beings and Sasquatch. I, I guarantee they've spoken. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not, uh, not uh, the Jeff Meldrum uh, no, approach, though. No, not, not, <laughs> not in the least. Oh, by the way, man, what an honor it was talking with Jeff um, earlier this summer. Yeah. Uh, one of our most, you know, popular episodes so far. I mean, go, you know, go figure. I mean, the guy is just, just such a brilliant man. And you, you, you know, you just have to take, he's someone that you take his word, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a professor for God's sake. So yeah. Uh, Kawani and his wife, again, I'm not sure if he and his wife are still together. The hosted, here you go, Mike, the psychic Sasquatch spiritual retreat in, oh boy. Uh, I forgive me if I butcher this name. Chewala, Chewala, Washington. Chewala, hmm. C H E W E L A H. Could be. Yeah. Hmm. Brings in people from all over. At least it's in Bigfoot country. That very very true. Very very true. Like if we were out uh, standing out, out on Standing Rock. And recording and trying to call in Bigfoot, I don't think we'd get much. Probably not. <laughs> not much response. <laughs> well, maybe if we left Sending out, out mind waves in the Ethernet, Ether, just through the air. Maybe if we left, <laughs> maybe if we left out a big plate with, with goodies on it of yeah. some sort, you know. I'm not sure what that, Sasquatch would like. A bunch of berries, maybe. Yeah, corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. There you go. Maybe Nothing some, with meat. Maybe some dirt, some branches. <laughs> 
some Yule Gibbons uh, <laughs> pointers. <laughs> I love your additions to I the conversation. I eat bark. <laughs> I eat bark. Yummy. All righty. And, well, I, I'll try and go over this as briefly as I can, but lots of fascinating stuff in here. And, like I said, we do have some audio we want to share. The audio... Just for the sake of our hearing, I do have to play it a little bit quieter or else my eardrums are going to get blown out and Mike can't hear it anyways. So um, he's yeah. we're not worrying about him. <laughs> no. All right. The source here, a newspaper, the source spoke with Kwani on the phone. This was, uh, I guess I don't have the published date here. This was 2019, May 2019, not that long ago. And the lowdown on lapsaritis, they discussed the lowdown on lapsaritis findings, connections with the Sasquatch, and the star people slash ETs, focusing on their interdimensional ability, how it all began, and more. The first question, when was the first time you had a Sasquatch encounter? Well, Kawani goes on. He says, first time he had experience was in 1979 in Wisconsin. Well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Where a Sasquatch started talking to me telepathically. He spoke in almost a broken English. When I was in disbelief while it was happening and very confused. Every time I thought of something, he would answer me. Then I realized it was mental telepathy. Okay, now some of you might be saying, okay, this is this guy's off his rocker. I don't know what the hell's going on. He might literally be losing his mind and he blames it on Bigfoot. <laughs> so the Bigfoot talking in a broken English yeah. is interesting. Uh, da -da -da. Moments later, when Kawani walked away from the woods... He's still in this daze. He went off into a field on the hillside and he was pondering what had just happened when a very sophisticated voice came through and said, I'm a star person that's been watching you for many years, longer than you know or understand right now. Then, yeah, I believe that. Then Kawani looked around and he didn't see anything and he wondered where he was. That's when he again heard another answer that said, Right now, I'm above you in, as you people call it, a UFO. Mm. That's it. It's okay, I guess. And that kind of throws me off a little bit, but I, I get it. I get it. He says he was in another dimension. Kawani says that he was thinking that I'll never tell anybody that this happened because they would think he was crazy. And it was one of those rare one-time situations. Well, Kawani says it wasn't rare and it wasn't one time. It's been ongoing now for over 43 years, which would be 46 now. And he has documented over 444 people that have had telepathic communication with the psychic Sasquatch. Okay, Mike, you said I buy into like the star people thing there where you said oh, I'm, sure. I've always... I am a star person who is above you right now, though you cannot see me. Right. You know, that that makes sense to me, like the uh, indigenous uh, um, history and everything that they believe in these things and star people they refer to you know beings from above as star people you know um so i don't see why this can't fit into that same thing it's just you have to wrap your head around the idea of you know a sasquatch being mm -hmm. one part of this star people issue you know i mean well it's definitely you know we we've talked quite a few times about the you know, the possibility of Sasquatch having that alien connection, Sasquatch possibly mm -hmm. in an alien form itself. I mean, why not? De I mean, we're not saying that it's like the, the, the classic gray alien that's, you know, disguising itself in a 
<laughs> you know, in a costume right. of fur, you know, <laughs> to come down here on Earth to scare the wits out of us, uh, we little humans. No, we're we're saying like, why couldn't there be countless species of aliens? Well, yeah, there is. Uh, I'm sure there is. And well, you know, they've got lizard type aliens. They got insectoid type aliens. They got the greys. They got the Pleiadians and or Pleiarans, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, the Nordics. I mean, they're all. There's so many different species. Some that we can't even imagine what they would look like or to be able to communicate with them would probably be uh, a very traumatic experience. Oh God. Yeah. Tell me about it. <clears throat> but yeah. Going on with this interview here. Uh, Kawani says that he has documented over 1000 encounters from other people with the Sasquatch people. Uh, some of his personal experiences occurred when Kawani was sick both one uh, one example, he's like sick with pneumonia after his encounter with a star person slash Sasquatch. He was healed overnight. And another time he claims to have had a brain tumor that they also healed him of that as well. So uh, now he's going down the, the trail that the Sasquatch people slash psychic Sasquatch, whatever you want to call them, have the ability to heal. Um well, there are some who believe that there are human healers, Mike. Yeah. Uh, this is one that really kind of, I don't know, man. This this is tough for me to buy into. I don't know about humans being able to, to do that. I'll just, I'll just flat out be honest. I don't think that they do unless they are very, unless they are literally like, the, unless they are Jesus, you know, basically, or on the same level of, you know, maybe mm -hmm. once in a millennia. I don't think it's something that we commonly can't. Oh, I don't want to upset listeners right now, because I, I let me rephrase that. I think that it, we have the potential to physically affect others uh, through psychic abilities, perhaps, or even our physical touch. Because I personally experienced that myself in very, very minor levels. But as far as like healing a brain tumor, that goes a little too far for me. How about you, Mike? Are, do you buy into humans being able to do that? Let alone. Sasquatch. I do. I believe in the uh, power of the energy and mm -hmm. and every any way that it's uh, used and by people that are talented enough to uh, mm. to do it. Okay. Now, and taking into consideration that these these Sasquatch that we're talking about, these star people, the Sasquatch people are perhaps maybe at an advanced level higher than us. So, you know, why would they not be able to do that? Right. Right. Okay. But you think they'd be able to do something about the stink. <laughs> it smells like Sasquatch dick. I, yeah. I can heal you if you can get past the smell of my uh, entire body. <laughs> uh, buddy, here's some, uh, here's some Old Spice. Give this a shot. Why do I think Sasquatch <laughs> would try Old Spice? I don't know. Brutes, maybe? Yeah, it'd be nasty. I don't know if they're into axe. I don't know. I, I wear the axe. How yeah. you, what do you wear, Mike? What's what's your deodorant of choice? This is important stuff that our listeners are interested in. Uh, actually, it's an Old Spice brand, but it's fancier. Really fancy yeah. Old Spice. Yeah, Ooh. it's not like your dad's Old Spice kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Now, Kawani says that he can't prove this, obviously, 
but he says he's not trying to prove it. He quotes a William James who said that it takes only one white crow to prove that all crows aren't black. So I, I mean, it's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, Kwani says some of the biggest misconceptions about Sasquatch people are as such. Um, he starts it off by saying that he's not trying to butt heads with people who don't believe. He's very respectful of other people's belief systems. He says that that doesn't really have anything to do with belief. It has to do with how many times he personally has experienced the psychic Sasquatch. He says he's not shy about discussing this anymore. It's important to get the information out, to stop the monster hunting, and to stop trying to kill the Sasquatch just to try and prove that they exist. This is another interesting uh focal point in the Sasquatch community. You know, where do you sit on the fence? I'm asking the listeners. I'm also asking Mike. I mean, I know his answer, but do we have to kill a Sasquatch in order to prove it exists? No, that would just be the worst, worst way to go. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, scientists will say, Oh yeah, we need a, we need a physical body mm -hmm. that they can dig into and tear apart and, you know, do whatever tests they would need to do on it, but uh, there's got to be a better way. Uh, they just can't, you know, I, I, I don't think the sacrifice of even one Bigfoot is, is, uh, is worth it. Well, this might be a silly way of putting it, but it has been proven that dinosaurs exist, and I'm pretty certain that no human being has killed a dinosaur. Sure. So... I mean, that might be a, like that's a good point. Ridiculous way of looking at it, but you don't need to murder it. I really don't think. And that, you know, well, just, just using the term murder too, yeah. is all, it puts it on a level closer to humans than it's, it's a human, human phrase. It's something, I don't know how often people, I'm going to, you know, deer hunters don't say, I'm going to go out and murder my 13 point buck today. I'm going to go murder it. And yeah. You don't hear that. No, they, that's, they're justified. Well, I don't know. What I'm, I guess what my point is, is that they're, I hope you understand where I'm getting at, Mike. The term murder, like, I'm not going to go murder a Sasquatch because that's, it's too close to a human being, you know, mm -hmm. so you are murdering essentially another human-like entity, right. whereas opposed, if you went raccoon hunting or squirrel hunting, you're not murdering squirrels. You're killing squirrels. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, look at how many people that have had their scope and their rifle up to a Bigfoot ready to pull the trigger from stories that we've heard. We've heard several. Yeah. And they, they see the face and they cannot do it because it's too human. Like that's exactly. So, and that keeps them from, pulling the trigger. Kawani goes on to say, when asked if the Sasquatch people are trying to help save Earth by reaching out to us humans, Kawani says, they've said to me, this is a quote, we can only ask the leaders, and they already have, he says, or the leaders can't do anything or won't do anything. If they, the Sasquatch slash ETs, stepped in to interfere then our negative karma would become part of their karma mm. he says the star people slash sasquatch whatever you want to call them emphasize the importance of karma what you do is what you're going to reap if it's positive then you'll reap something positive and so on and so far he says ets emphasized this back in the 1980s 
And the Sasquatch later took that same emphasis on. Sasquatch and karma. That's mm. really interesting. What are your thoughts on karma, Mike, before we move on? Well. Ooh, uh, are you a little skeptical about karma? Well, I don't know. I, it's, you know, what comes around or goes around comes around, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, you could say that. Uh, is is the universe uh, um, coming after somebody for revenge for something else? Or what is it? There's there's some kind of an energy there, I think. You got you've got definitely like a, a skeptical look on your face. Yeah, you're, you're kind of like wincing a I, little I, bit. I just have a hard hard uh, time putting it in the right uh, the, the the right spot, I guess. The the right put it in the right meaning and the the right uh, explanation of it. I don't know that it's, you're something that you're comfortable with personally. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense to you. I got gotcha. you. So it's hard for you to think of the universe itself being being uh, uh, vengeful almost, huh? Would that yeah. be considered vengeful? It's like, well, this person did something terrible, so I'm going to give it back to him. It could be. Um, or is that just teaching a lesson for the betterment I'd, of everyone else? It's hard to come up with a term that I think would go with it, but I don't think the planet or the earth or is a vengeful, vengeful, ven- God dang it, vengeful. <laughs> you need to take a nap when you're uh, with this entity. <laughs> um, yeah, boy, that's a good question. It's a tough one for you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not easy to wrap your head around. That's for sure. You know, but the idea, you know, Kawani suggests that this that karma is a huge part of the Sasquatch people and their belief yeah. system. You know, so again, they're if they are real, we'd assume that they were more advanced than us. So maybe karma totally makes sense to them more so than it is for people like you and i who are kind of struggling to right they understand it and they've seen it maybe i don't know it's yeah Hmm. Hmm. uh kawani goes on to say that these sasquatch people cannot do anything to help us they can only sit on the sidelines so to speak and watch and try to influence us a little bit at a time he says they can't outright change something and interfere interfere fear Because, apparently, it is a cosmic law. So yeah. That kind of goes back to maybe the rules of karma in the universe. You know, there's kind of similar stuff right there. It's uh, the, the prime directive. It goes back to Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> Can I ask you, are you okay, by the way? You keep closing your eyes and, sh- like, are you trying to crack your neck or something? What's no, going I'm on just there? stiff. Are, do you, you, know, need, do you need a massage from a star person right now or a psychic yeah, Sasquatch? Yeah, there you go. Okay. A stinky Squatch massage. Oh, those are strong <laughs> massage hands, man. Can you imagine oh, that? Man. Those big, hairy grips on your shoulders. Ooh. Yeah, it could puncture your skull with its little finger. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, if they can telepathically heal people, maybe they can heal you of your sore neck or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Kwani is asked if there are several different races or species of Sasquatch people. He says yes. Mm. He says that they have told me, Kwani, that there are exactly seven different races of their people in this world, on this world. Mm-hmm. Some are only three and a half to four feet tall. Some in, right. in, some in Indonesia, they're five feet. Some in China, they're six to seven feet tall. And then... There are the super giants that are twelve to fifteen feet tall. Very the few titans. people. Very few people have seen them. Obviously, if any. Mm. 
Some of them, he says, are even taller than that. But he says they are interdimensional. Now, we've kind of talked about this before on several occasions. They live in the wilderness, but when they feel threatened, they go through portals, doors to another parallel world that's right here, right beside us. They've told me this many, many times. He himself claims to have found portals, and he says that he has telepathed to the beings on the other side, and he has received answers back from both male and female ETs. Mm. Getting a little bizarre and crazy for you, Mike? Or are you still hanging in there? Oh, hey, I, I can handle this. <laughs> yeah, Mike, this, is, this is nothing. <laughs> Mike gets a little excited when we start talking about the interdimensional stuff here and the possibility of Sasquatch <laughs> being an interdimensional being. Well, the, there are so many theories about alien, alien races being uh, interdimensional. I mean... Now, again, why not? Why not a cryptid? So many pseudo skeptics are just you know. Well, they haven't made it this far, by the way. If a pseudo skeptic was listening, they they would have turned their yeah their iPhones yeah. off uh, forty three minutes ago and smashed yep. them, and then they would have stuck ice picks mm-hmm. in their eardrums to try and forget they ever heard us. Yeah. But that being said, some will say who support this theory, the idea of interdimensional Sasquatch, that that explains why they have never captured a living Sasquatch. That explains why there are so few sightings. That explains yeah. why one claims to have seen one one second, then they are mysteriously gone yeah. the next. They duck out pretty quick. Duck out pretty quick. Several Sasquatch sightings, uh, I guess I should say eyewitnesses, claim to also see orbs in and around the same mm-hmm. area that the Sasquatch are seen. Uh, what's going on there? Is that an energy pop that's going on there, Mike? You know, them going in and out of portals and going out of inner dimensions? Is that like, are we seeing the residue of them switching through portals? I don't know. Mike laughed mm. at me. Mike giggled at me when I said the residue of it. I no, know. I was just thinking of uh, those could very well be uh, um, swamp gas, but it's more like ah. Quatch ass gas. Because <laughs> yeah, they don't know where they're going. They're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. shit, here I go one more time. Then you, <laughs> they get a little nervous. They get a little nervous, too. I don't blame them. Uh, going on and on and on here. Lots of really cool stuff in this short in this short little interview. I hope you don't mind me kind of perusing through this interview here, Mike. No, absolutely not. Hey, Mike's still awake, so that's a sign that he's okay. Uh, finally... Uh, the last question is, Kalani, have you ever had a Sasquatch encounter in Oregon? Because this newspaper is located in Oregon. He says, yes, many different times in Oregon, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. They used to follow me home. They used to come <laughs> out on my deck at night and walk around and sometimes talk to me. Where I live now in eastern Washington State on the mountain where I live here, there are eight Sasquatch that come and visit me periodically. Mm. So there you go with that little brief interview. I also remember hearing an old podcast chat with Mr. Kawani. This was probably about a decade ago, and he was talking about Sasquatch creating hybrids with us little mortal humans for the betterment of our race. Now, Hybrids I, between Squatch and yes, us? Yes, and the Sasquatch people, the spiritual <clears throat> entity energies that these Sasquatch allegedly are they're kind of helping us to evolve maybe perhaps choosing a few of us lucky ones mm. to go bang a squatch and uh, 
see where it goes. <laughs> I'm not making light of this at all because there are a lot of people who believe this, and I'm not saying that it isn't impossible. But that's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. You know, he just talks about casually interacting with these with these Sasquatch, both telepathically and vocally. And um, I just want to ask, you know, if we ever have Kawani on as a guest, which would be fantastic, I think. I would love to talk. It would him. It would be great. I, I want to ask him first, first and foremost, why him? Why was he chosen mm-hmm. over any number of other people who have a fascination with Sasquatch and Bigfoot? I mean, is there something... Does, does there have to be a unique attribute that they select, that they find intriguing or something that we need in order for them to communicate and interact with us? I don't know. Mm. Let's say you, yeah. Mike, do you think there has to be something special about us or just uh, by chance? Well, I think it can go either way. Um, be in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, depending on your um, experience. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like as far as even, you know, if they are extraterrestrial beings um it could be generations of one family that's been interacted with with bigfoot in one way or another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. now we've kind of you know we've talked about bigfoot and sasquatch no, a number of times uh, going as far back as the alternate rail podcast days uh probably nonsense guest radio days as well it's one of our favorite topics because we're both believers um but we you know i don't know if we both have a solid personal defined belief as to what we truly think that they are, you know, just that's it. This is our final answer, you know, because mm-hmm. we kind of buy into a lot of aspects of a different, a lot of different theories. So if I, if, if I have to ask you, which I will before we go on and we'll wrap it up here fairly shortly. Um, and we'll share some of that audio from Kawani's, uh, his presentation. If you were forced to choose Mike, Bigfoot, simply an undiscovered species, a survivor from that has gone undiscovered forever. You know, an ancestor, a missing link, so to speak. Are we going as far as the spirituality, the the idea that it is a mystical being, something from beyond the universe? What what feels right? To you uh it, it has to have the mystical in in it uh um i don't believe it's just a surviving creature over time and over history like uh like what we had the big talk with uh jeff meldrum about um i think to me there just has to be more of a so you don't think it's like uh just a uh like a gigantopithecus that survived, right? You know, the, right. You know, it survived throughout the years. It didn't go through that well, mass extinction. Extinction. That you know, that might be part of it. That might be, you know, maybe it was gigantopithecus that was uh, part of the beginning of um, the interbreeding of of making the hybrids. Man. Maybe Sasquatch is could be a byproduct from that interbreeding and they are still continuing on mm. the process um fine tuning so to speak you know i've always wanted to have a gigantic pithecus <laughs> sorry bad joke i was just waiting for you to stop talking so i could say that so <laughs> i'm sorry 
<laughs> Mike looks so disappointed. So you, so you've now. wanted a giant pithecus? No, I want. I've always wanted a gigantic pithecus. A gigantic pithecus. Yeah, it was. A, yeah. it was a bad and, joke. It was a bad. Yeah, joke. I was going to say just, there's some. Just move. There's some move along. There's an, move there's along. an attempt at humor here somewhere. That's why I. Apologize. I was just trying to dig it up. <laughs> That's why I Got apologize. My, com- <laughs> Computer Mike found it ready. I found it funny, didn't you? <laughs> okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. If that's the only way you can get your laughs, Patrick, that's pretty <laughs> poor. <laughs> hey, I I fully intend to do an entire episode one time where I'm just interacting with computer mic sound bites. So <laughs> uh, maybe uh, maybe that'll be a Patreon special sometime. Oh man, <laughs> you got to uh, get yeah. some. You got to get some of your stuff on there. Ah, uh, I know. I'm some just, gems I'm, that you've put out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I have, I have a ton of them, but my voice is too whiny, and I just don't like it. Nasally and whiny, so people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that, right? Right, Igor? No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, all I know the first time that Mike saw my gigantic, my gigantic pithecus. I think that's funny. We're getting to the point where we're kind of we're both like, uh. <laughs> yeah. The night of November fourth, you might hear that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm up upstairs in the bathroom, and you're sitting on the couch, just kind of like <laughs> looking around, and then you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I stubbed my toe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's funny. So, um, yeah, that's like the first. Mike uses the bathroom, and then this is my reaction when I walk into the bathroom when he's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so uh, you know, Kawani does have a Facebook page that I would I I'm going to reach out to him. I would love to yeah, talk to him. Good idea. And um, we highly encourage you guys to check out his his books. Yes, several, but the two main ones that we're talking about the psychic Sas- psychic Sasquatch, and also the Sasquatch people. Uh, very very fascinating, interesting theories. I mean, take it however you will, but I mean, we don't know. Um, Mike and I never claim to know anything. <laughs> right. That's kind of a hallmark of this of this show. <laughs> if I um, made any claim to know anything, I'd be lying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, um, I'm going to go hit or miss here on this uh, audio yeah. of um, Kawani's Bigfoot convention presentation here. A- again, the audio is a little quiet. I apologize for that. But let's just go. Let's go. This is at the Psychic Sasquatch Conference presentation Back in 2017 in Chihuahua. So this must be uh, during the aforementioned spiritual Sasquatch retreat that he and his mm. wife put together. It'd be interesting to go to that and make an episode out of it. Oh, God. That'd be interesting <laughs> as hell. All right. So uh, put your hearing aids on if you need to. But we're going to start randomly. And we'll I'll just skip back and forth and see if we luck out. But this is Kawani. Many... Uh, anthropologists won't even leave to come out and look at tracks if you found tracks. They'll say, oh no, it's they're fake. Oh, no, he's fake. That scientist is a fake because he's not following the protocol of a scientist which says you go out and you investigate. And then- Ooh, I like that. I lucked out on hitting it on that spot because that's, that's yeah. spot on right there. Absolutely. I was thinking that when I was listening to him say that. That is so anti-science by automatically dismissing it. 
you know, without yeah. doing your proper follow up and research. I 195% agree with that. Then you analyze and so on in order to find out really what it is. So these people are not doing their job while they're pointing a crooked finger at, at, at others. So how can I trust science if they're doing that? So at least that aspect of it, I don't. So they started telepathy to me uh, 38 years ago, and of course it's changed my life. Um, the, I thought it was a one-time deal. You know, I said, well, <laughs> I'll never tell anybody, that's for sure. The whole world knows now. Uh, the two days later, uh, they woke me up in my bedroom and there were two Sasquatch standing there, but I could see through them. They were living apparitions and they would talk to me. Then a few nights later, they, a different one came and so on. And then the, those others came back and they did this for close to, close to two months, visiting me at, waking me up at night. And so uh, I could see through them and one of them, the largest one, drifted down through the floor and was three, his face was three feet from my face. So I could see him very clearly. And when I moved, he, his, his pupils of his eyes were moving back and forth. So he was, uh, uh, you could see every wrinkle in his face and uh, he frowned uh, uh, when I rolled over to get a position myself better in bed. Uh, he, he turned like this and he frowned and almost like in a defensive kind of way, even though if I didn't, but if I reached out, my hand would go right through him. If he reached out to me, he'd be able to touch me physically. Because I look at it this way, we're physical dense, they're physical etheric, meaning they're multidimensional. They told me back in July of 1985 that they have access to eight different dimensions. I got enough problems in this dimension, I don't know <laughs> what they're doing, but uh, uh, they're, they're very evolved beings. Okay, so first and foremost, Mike, how the hell would you feel if you woke up in the middle of the night? I mean, you heard whistles last night? Yeah. How would you feel if you woke up and you had two massive Sasquatch standing at the end of your bed? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be pretty interesting, you know. And then one slowly sank into your floor. <laughs> was within reaching distance, touching distance of you, and then frowned and flinched as if kind of, you know, feeling like it was kind of maybe not necessarily threatened, but apprehensive that you were doing something that yeah. they weren't. Well, they probably with. don't like the smell of us either. Yeah, sir. That's a very good point. Very good point. <laughs> we probably come across very pungent, very strong, mm. negative, pungent manner. And, uh, and the fact that, you know, if this is real, then, if they have access to eight other dimensions, yeah, that means that they would have to be highly advanced compared to we what we are. Right, exactly. Yeah, like, I mean, like he that's just said, yeah, way more than what what we are capable of uh, experiencing. Here, let's continue for a little while longer with the audio. You cool with that? Absolutely. So they started talking to me and. Uh, I naively shared a lot of my information initially with mainstream researchers think, thinking, 
boy, they're going to want to know this. This is, wow, this is something, this is a big revelation. They laughed at me. This, these are professional people. They, they just don't, some of them don't have a brain, I guess, that to make fun of other people's research, laugh at them right to their face when they have themselves nothing to offer. And, of course, now I had so much information that I've written the two books, The Psychic Sasquatch and the UFO Connection, and The Sasquatch People and the Interdimensional Connection. And those titles tell exactly what that book's about. So some of these researchers, if they're pet theories, uh, they love their pet theories so much that they become a reality, even though it's not. So that's another problem why people don't move forward. I used to really care, you know, oh my God, they need to know this. And I'm sorry for pausing that, but I, I, I think Jeff Meldrum kind of hinted at that in our conversation with him, Mike, how a lot of his fellow colleagues, you know, well, he himself has been shunned by a lot of his fellow right, colleagues. Right, exactly, yeah. Sadly, unfortunately, because I think he kind of hinted at that where they become so attached to, as Kawani labeled them, their pet theories, you know, that right. they don't go about trying to learn more about them or learn opposing theories. They just go out and try to find anything that fits into their theory yep. and toss and everything else out the window. That's totally wrong. That's anti-science. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's another good point by Mr. Kawani here. Oh, moving forward. They, they know and they don't do anything. Uh, there's still some of them trying to, they claim they're not, don't want to hurt a Sasquatch, but why are they carrying rifles? I'm talking about high-powered rifles. So they lie to people. Uh, not all of them, just a few. And the people have told me uh, they've kicked people off their property for lying and say, no, uh, we, I don't shoot or I don't have a gun when they had high-powered rifles in their, in their truck. So... The idea is to speak from the heart. This is a research of the heart, not of the head. You know, I'm very heady myself, uh, uh, having four degrees and all that stuff and being a research scientist, but I, you know, uh, when I start getting heady with them, they'll tell me, little brother, get out of your head, back into your heart, because the heart space is where everything is at being in touch with your feelings. That's why 75% of contactees are women. The other 25% are men. Uh, in Russia, they noted that uh, they don't go to tough guys. That's the word they use, meaning anyone that's real macho, that's holding on to a lot of that stuff and are, is easily defensive and everything. They're not interested in trying to connect with them. Mike, is that why I haven't had a ghost experience? Am I too damn macho? <laughs> You're being avoided. Am I too damn macho and smelly and just like I'm not I'm not in touch in touch well enough with my soft side? Is that it? I don't know about that. Might be. You know, well, look at me. Look at how sensitive I am and in touch with my I know soft side. That's and that's I got all point. kinds of crap going on. That's, a, <laughs> that's exactly my point. And I'm teasing, by the way. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Um, I am just not a macho kind of guy, and no. I don't care to no Same to here. keep it to myself. I don't just you know just for the sake for of that crap. Just for the <laughs> sake of time, I'm going to just take a shot at different spots in this in this uh, uh, presentation. Hopefully, we'll luck out on 
hitting a good spot with Mr. Kawani. So uh, okay, la 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 la, you know, very professional here, but uh, we we gotta wrap this up. As soon as I shut the light off and got in the bed and shut the light off, there were four six and a half foot kachinas at the foot of my bed, and they started telling me about my life and why I had liver cancer, and they told me uh, how to uh, heal myself of liver cancer. Two days later, I collapsed, and uh, I had quickly purchased this stuff and started taking it, and I took it for five and a half weeks, and when I got a checkup, there was no cancer. So they've done this several times. In 2012, I had a brain tumor, and I used certain herbs to help people, and I helped this woman, and it dissolved. So I started taking that, and the Sasquatch said, well, it's too, going too slow, we'll take care of it. So the ETs came and, and dissolved it for me and everything. So I was very fortunate. And they never... Now, I have to, I have to comment on how how utterly casual he is when he's talking about these experiences. Yeah. You know, he's just kind of, he's talking, he's looking out at the crowd and he's just like, like, you know, ho hum, this is, this is what happened. You know, it doesn't look like to me that he's, well, first and foremost, he's comes across as very, very highly educated and very intelligent, well-spoken. Um, it doesn't look like he's trying to pull one over on him, you know, like he's yeah. just a, like a, like an evil, there's nothing, there's nothing necessarily, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't want to use evil. That's too. That's too malicious. Much. I like that one. Yeah, he's, there's no malicious intent there. Thank you, Mike. Um, so he true. I think that he truly believes this happened to him. I will say that. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think he's consciously trying to deceive others into a lie because I don't think he believes it is untrue. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Sure it does. Yeah. So I don't know what vibe you're getting from it, but it's. Uh, that's interesting for sure. Okay, well, I'll play one more. Let's get, keep this going, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, Mike? Okay. I know you need to get going, so uh, oh. furthermore. Never asked me if I had insurance. Ha, 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 Henry Winkler back in 1991. Uh, I don't want to listen to the Fonz. something to let my friend know that you're here. You're really here. And they said they would because there were two teenagers in the group of the clan that was there, and they liked doing stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so I went to bed, and I mean, I fell right to sleep. I w woke up the next morning, and I walked down the, the steps from the loft, and uh, uh, my friend sat up in bed and said, hey, on the couch there, and said, gee, what a night that was, huh? And I said, why, what happened? She said, well, you know what happened. She says, they were stomping all through here, down here. The, her dog was growling, and she went up in the loft and was making one hell of a noise. And she says, I know they're here. And she says, but must have woke you up. I said, I didn't hear anything. What they do is they made sure I stayed asleep. They, can, they have that power to keep you asleep or put you to sleep. So they did so I could rest, and it wasn't my thing. I didn't need to hear them, but she did. And... She said, okay, they're here. I believe you, you know. But they didn't show themselves. They, they stayed interdimensional. Okay. Okay, that's really interesting. Mm. Let's, let's, let's just wrap it up there, Mike. If you guys want to go listen to that full intro, uh, uh, 
presentation. It is about an hour and a half. Uh, lots of fascinating stuff. You can find it on YouTube. Obviously, that's why I'm sharing it. And it's just under the Kawani Lapsaritis Psychic Sasquatch Conference presentation. It's yeah, like, it's easy enough to listen to. It's not not hard. Uh, no, no, absolutely listening not. at all. No, no. Again, yeah, he's a very good presenter. Uh, well spoken. Regardless of what you think of, if you think this is too far out, too far fetched, um, I encourage you to check it all out in in full. It's very very interesting. Final thoughts, Mike, on the idea of you know the Sasquatch people as this title or as this episode is titled as the Sasquatch people being interdimensional beings who are for lack of a better term trying to help us evolve what do you think about all this well i i love it i mean i want all of it to be true i mean to have this the sasquatch as as a people and not just like wild animals roaming the forest mm. you know they have that have a, an agenda that's not bad for us or or the planet i mean I think uh, we need something like that. A highly evolved, a highly sentient, highly intelligent, spiritual yeah. being that is, you know, if we're buying into all this, that is obviously far more advanced than we are. And you know, maybe they do have a very profound and helpful message that they are trying in vain, it seems, to share with mm -hmm. us. Maybe there are too many people like me or who just are are blocking it out just because sometimes it does seem too far-fetched, you know, but I'm, I want to believe it too, Mike. I really do. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I'm open-minded to it for certain. I still can't, I personally feel, and I can't shake it. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying they're wrong. I personally think that Bigfoot is more along the lines of surviving relics, you know, relatives of Gigantopithecus, you know, and something that you can, physically study through anthropology, something that has always been of this earth and physical, you know, but for whatever reason has gone unproven, you know, um, I, I, I tend to lead lean towards that, but I'm super open-minded to the idea yeah, of being something more, you know what I mean? You're, you're no fun. Hey, I just said <laughs> I'm open-minded to it, to being something more. I would love for it to be something. Yeah. That's on, the thing is that, you know, it, it could very well be just that, you know, species of animal that has always been around but you know so much has gone into the bigfoot myth for so many decades and you know made even deeper by you know indigenous people that have known about this creature for centuries uh, there's just too much that that society and cultures have put on it to think that it's just uh you know like the giant panda or or the mountain gorilla you know mm -hmm. that something that's just existed there and and uh um, just discovered someday well think about <sighs> i mean this is something that hasn't even been proven to be real but think about how huge of an impact it has on on society and culture already yeah you know and just how, without proof without proof at all you know it's become part of the of our our mass psychosis almost i'm yeah. not saying psychosis like in like we're all nuts but you know what i mean by that it's something that everyone is aware of and yeah. everyone has an opinion on you know and it's it's undeniable and it's it's uh, impact yeah. on society for sure <sighs> but where would we be if we didn't have some things like this to to believe in if i mean if if there was 
no Sasquatch or ghosts or UFOs or something that we can dig, dig into like we do, you know, I don't know what I would do. I, I, I don't, really, I really don't. I would, I would be very depressed if I was hosting a yep. podcast and asking people if they believed in Mike Carbono. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you believe that peonies are a nice flower? Well, right, or right, exactly. You know, do you believe in night and day? Do you think we yeah. truly <laughs> sleep? I mean, I don't know. This it definitely makes it a lot more interesting. For what sure. is better, English humor or Canadian humor? Or a mixture of both. Yeah, it's a good mixture. I like mixtures, man. I like mixtures. Well, Mike, yeah. I can't thank you enough for making time on this Wednesday evening. This is the first of our new uh, new plan to yeah, I think it'll be good. midweeks, and I think this one went really well. We hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a it's a it's an out there idea, that's for sure. But uh, we love talking about. It. We hope you guys enjoyed it, Mike. Thanks, buddy. Until next time. Yeah. What do our zoners need to do? Zoners just peace out.